Okay, so um, everyone, welcome back. Uh, thank you for joining us again for another episode of uh, Shut Account. This is episode number seven. Uh, we're getting old in age. Hopefully, uh, we keep getting older with this podcast, you know, uh, but stay young, of course. For this episode, before we get too far into it, um, Samantha and Stephen, I'm going to start with you, uh, Stephen. Uh, where can you be found online? You can find me on Instagram at captured by Stephen underscore photography. And then on Facebook, Captured by Stephen um, Photography. Uh, and then you can also go to CapturedbySteven.com. So it should be pretty easy to find me. Okay. And Sam? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, CT underscore photographer. On Facebook, I'm Samantha Annette Photography. Uh, and also my website is just uh, SamanthaAnnette.com. And I am found on Instagram at Team Hall Photo. And my website is TeamHallPhoto.com. Um, but this is a deconstruction of a family photo session. So we're going to in this one, we're going to be talking about posing groups. And, uh, and Sam, I was like looking at your uh, Instagram. So I feel like you've been practicing uh, in advance for this part, this podcast. Episode. I have been <laughs> practicing in a major way this weekend. It was a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. So uh, you know what? I want to ask you about that group because it was a pretty big group. But um, before time? we get there, um, yeah, you know, I saw one, but well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> one was a corporate I'll, and one was I'll, a family, I'll, so we can talk about that. Huh? Okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I saw. Um, but before we go there, um, why why is it that we put deconstruction, um, in the title of this episode? Well, you know, when you think about uh a family photo shoot i think that the first thing people think about is just taking a picture of family like how hard could it be but when you're doing this for a business versus doing this professionally there's so much that goes into it and when we're saying deconstruction of the family portrait it's everything from you know uh speaking with the family ahead of time and maybe doing a consultation to talk about outfits where is the location going to be? Um, you know, uh, is there any specific orientation you have to wor- work with because they have a specific spot on their wall that you have to think about? Uh, then the actual shoot, posing. There, is there a wish list? Are there things that they really want? Um, you know, I always say other must-have photos that I need to be aware of. Um, you know, and then what happens afterwards from, you know, are you selling the products? Are you delivering digitals? What are you doing? So there's... There's a whole lot that goes along with, um, I think, working with family portraiture. And I think that's why we've called it the deconstruction of the family photo session. Okay, cool. I think that was an excellent, excellent way to break down that title. Uh, Steve, did you have any uh, anything you wanted to add to no, that? I think some, some nailed it on the every every spot. Um, there's a lot to put, you know, to go into it. It's not just, hey, stand and uh, let's take a photo. And most of the time you're going to have uh, your clients or especially the family, they're going to be looking forward to you to direct them. You are going to be the director. Tell me what to do. And I always hear this common phrase, well, you are the photographer. So I'm, I'm willing to do what you tell me. You know what's best. So you have to be prepared. You have to know uh, what you're getting yourself into. It's not just um, uh, people just standing and taking the photos. You really have to make sure you you pose them correctly. And that's, that's what's going to make uh, a difference or your photo more appealing so that means when you show up you have to be ready to take over take charge and be the boss right 
You got to be the boss, man, like Sam. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. They look for you for that. I mean, if and if and if you don't take over, the parents will try to take over and that is never a good Ooh. thing. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that you brought keep that in mind. Please keep that in mind cuz I, I want to talk <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that a little later. Um maybe you guys have an experience about that. I have a small experience. I don't know how deep I want to get into it. Depends on who's listening. <laughs> but um, but for this one, um, I like this episode. The reason why I like this episode, because um, I'm going to be I'm using this one as I, I can't wait to be the listener for this one, because I, you guys are going to teach me. Right. I like doing a lot of solo portraits. I don't really do a whole lot of like groups. So like if, if I'm doing a group, uh, I might do couples. And, you know, I, I start feeling not uncomfortable, but I feel like. I'm not the expert when I'm approaching like four, five, six, you know what I mean? I feel like, oh man, I'm kind of like out of my element here. So I think I'm really looking forward to, you know, hear about some of the things you guys have to say on this topic. Um, so Sam, let's get to this practice, practice sessions. Now, the one that I saw that you were doing, um, I think I did see like a quick snippet of the family um, shoot that you had uh, but the one that I, that I really paid attention to was the corporate one and the reason why I did that because I, I don't know how big that group was I mean was it like 10 or 13 people there or, or even more than that it was 13 okay. yeah it was wow. 13 wow okay I just pulled that off the top of my head just from what <laughs> <laughs> you have good good visual like perception because that was pretty impressive that was it 13. cool cool and i i saw i saw your video um i saw you were getting down on the ground and you know you were making sure that you were positioning people and getting them kind of comfortable on uh, i think blankets or towels or something that you were putting on down there uh, did you want to go into like how that went sure so i had a owner of a hair salon contact me uh, and by the way, I do often uh, Instagram story my shoots. I have an assistant with me who um, who Insta stories as I'm shooting. So if anyone wants to follow that, you can find me at CT underscore photographer. And um, so basically, you know, I had I didn't actually know ahead of time exactly how many people were coming, which is unusual for me. I'm usually over prepared. But this was a woman that I knew who owned a hair salon and she said she wanted a group photo for her salon and it was a group over 10 that's all I knew and she wasn't sure exactly who was going to come last minute so I didn't I, I just didn't know uh, so uh, she also wanted a beach session which can be difficult when you have a big group when you have especially I had to think about the fact that these were all hairstylists and what do you have at the beach wind and yes. so I had a lot of concern about what where I should do this so the first thing that I said is okay there is a beach near me that is a uh, kind of a hybrid of a beach. It's like a beach, but it's also a park with green grass and a lot of trees. So there's not that much sand. It's not really a sand beach, but it's surrounded by water. And so I said, you know what? That's where we should go because there will be trees blocking this, blocking the wind, and, but I can still give them a beautiful shot with the water in the backdrop and still meet their needs, but also allow me to provide a photo for them. Now, the thing is, is that they are not going to understand when I say we can't do a beach shoot because of the wind. I mean, I'm the professional. So if they're asking me for something, I need to figure out a way to do it. So um, we ended up deciding on that location. We went, everyone came and I said, okay, what, how many do we have? 13. Great. The first thing I did when I got there, I always make sure to get to my location early. And I highly, highly recommend you do this. Um, even if you're very familiar with a location, you should still go at least 15, 20, 30 minutes early. 
My assistant and I arrived early. Uh, we started walking the park. Even though I shoot here all the time, uh, I still wanted to uh, look at it from the per uh, perception, perception of 13 people. Uh, so we walked along the water and there was a like a, a memorial bench there. And I said, okay, this is the spot, the water's behind it. And then I quickly envisioned how I wanted it to be, where I was gonna place everyone. Now I have some experience with this, so I already sort of had an, uh, an idea of what I would ask the ladies to do. Um, I brought in one light. Um, it was an, an Alien B800 with a big parabolic, five foot uh, parabolic umbrella and some uh, a, a battery, portable battery. And uh, I just set everyone up and the thing about working with 13 women is they do not want to look bad in their photo. <laughs> they don't want to look fat in their photo. They're, you know, all these women, all they kept saying is, oh, don't make me look fat, you know, and I don't want fat arms or fat legs. I mean, you know, and as you can imagine, these women work in the beauty industry. I have to make sure they look good. <laughs> Does it feel so, like a competition? Like one no. can't look too, too much better than the other? <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, is that <laughs> it's important to understand posing when you have a group like this, because there's lots of nuances that you have to be aware of. You know, I always tell uh, women, you know, push your chin. The camera cannot tell perception, depth perception. So they can't tell, you know, I always tell women, push your chin forward. Uh, almost like a almost like a turtle a little bit because that will create a nice dark shadow under the chin and get rid of any double chin and the camera from the side sure is it going to look funny uh-huh but uh straight on it's just going to look like a nice shadow and a nice slim uh, neckline no fat hanging down even for full figure women um this works really well so chin forward slightly down you know i always tell women to make sure that their arms are not coming forward and against their body those will look big and large, even on small women. So arms get pushed back uh, and put a little space if possible. And, you know, shoulders down, good posture and all of these things. So I have to quickly look at 13 women all at the same time and make sure everyone was following all these rules. And it's a pain, but they understand that I'm trying to make them look good. And I tell them to tr please trust me. And they did. And that's pretty much the long winded version of that. But uh, awesome. that's that's sort of the process. Yeah, I think um, I think in there there's like a lot of um, good tidbits of information. I mean, I know when I was listening to that, um, thinking about the tip of uh, using a tree, you know, the block from the wind. I think that was uh, that was pretty cool, pretty good advice. And then even uh, trying to make your customers happy. You know, they've asked for something, so you know, uh, be the be the professional, be be the photographer them, and try and make it happen. Right. I if you don't do cool. it, someone else is going to. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, okay. So let's uh, let's continue down this deconstruction theme. So what I want to do, and Stephen probably get some of your input um, as well, um, either about a specific uh, situation that you can think about or um, just what you would do um, just overall. Um, I'm sure there's something that you have in mind because, uh, Sam, earlier you were talking about um, questionnaires and um, um, outfits and, you know, things that you're going to have your clients think about, you know, when it comes to these, um, these group sessions. Um, so, like, what do you do um, before you're there, before the day, before you're even considering anything um, that has to do, anything to do with your camera? Um, and this question goes to you, too, Steve. Uh, what sort of things are you doing for yourself to prepare and things that you're keeping in mind? And what sort of things that might you tell your client in advance that they might not think? about? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also scouting the area. I, I like to go. That's me. I just like to go maybe a day before. Just go look at the area and see which places will be best uh, for the, the family. Um, the other thing I also try to do is prior to that, I, I try to 
have a conversation with them. Uh, most of the time I try to do it in person. Uh, sit down with them, get a little bit of story about the family um, or a little bit of history. And that helps to be able to know what kind of person or clients you're about to deal with. Um, I have clients out there who are very goofy. They are very laid back. They're willing to try all kinds of poses and funny poses. And you have some too who are very formal, more traditional. So I try to talk with them, get in the conversation and get to gauge what kind of client they're going to be. And that helps to uh, prepare you and figure out what kind of pose to use. Uh, another thing too is clothing. Um, find out what kind of clothes they're going to wear, if they're going to wear makeup. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to clothing, um, clothing, you want you also want to make sure there is coordination. You don't want to have everybody wearing uh, bright clothes. You want to make sure there's some sort of contrast in between. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an African, so sometimes if I have to take a, an African couple or family, you know, we, we love bright colors. So I have to keep that in mind. I have to find out what they're going to wear and that way everything will look coordinated and it, 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 it balances out. So I have um, tips on on um, um, clothing and how to match and I always send them, send them in advance to my client to give them an, an idea of how to pick up their clothes. And for the most part, when they do that, it, it helps um, so that when they get there, you know, I'm, I'm, everybody looks coordinated and then I'm able to uh, post them. So uh, I think it's very important and one of the important things is get to know your clients really well. Um, and, and especially if they have kids too, got, have to find out, you know, how old they are and and then that will help you to know how, how well you can go out. Because if they have young kids, you obviously know you cannot get that two-year-old to pose. It's going to be very difficult. So you have to get creative and um, maybe get them to do some sort of activity or fun activity with the family so you can ca capture them in their natural state. So uh, that's just one, some of the few basic things that I, okay. I, I do before i start a session yeah, i think uh you and sam both mentioned clothes and um if we're if we're gonna break this down so like me uh not being a professional again uh on grouping but i know when i did have an opportunity to shoot a family and uh was thinking about um what they were going to wear you know i i wanted uh them to have um clothes you know just simple jeans and, and dress down but also like to have like a certain palette color palette that match so you know, I didn't. I this. Now these are things I was thinking of. Now you tell me whether you guys would think would think the same way. But um, I I knew that if there were going to be like cert, certain like hues of blue and you know maybe gray in there and maybe white. I didn't want like one person just to be like dressed in all dark colors while the next person was dressed in all white colors. I mean, the only day that I think that's um, acceptable is on a wedding day. I mean, <laughs> I know it gets, it gets, um, you know, hard, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, that color contrast and, you know, we've all shot weddings, so uh, we know how that goes, but I think it's something, especially and I'm thinking about the instance and in when you're capturing a family and it's, I, I think it's kind of cool to see like some sort, some sort of cohesiveness and what they're wearing. What I always, what I always tell them that seems to make sense for a lot of people oh. is I word it in the way that I agree with you. By okay. the way, um, what I normally say is imagine that your entire family is dressing one outfit. So everything you're picking needs to be able to go with the other piece. Ooh. So um, that way, you know, if you're thinking, does this blue go with this blue? Like, I don't know. Would you wear those things together? I mean, that's kind of how I try to tell them to approach it like they're dressing for one outfit so sure you can put 
you know, um, different colors together? Absolutely. But would you wear them together? And that's usually the, the question that I ask if they're having trouble and they don't want me to come. Sometimes I, I will go to the house and help. But if they want to do it on their own, that's usually what I try to tell them is to en- envision it as one outfit. Okay, I don't want to take anything away from myself or you, Steve, the other guy on the show. But I think that's why it's good. <laughs> I think that's why it's good to have that sort of um, female, uh, you know, perspective. You know, it's good to have a woman that's here, to, you know, tell it. Because I, I felt like that was a really good way to approach it. You know, I never, I don't think I would have thought about that. You know, like just you're putting together one outfit. So that's cool. That's an and, awesome suggestion. And I mean, when it comes to, I, I have to say when it comes to that, I mean, women, women, uh, the best. I, I think Sam, I told you, like, I mean, I'm so bad when it comes to clothes. So I, I had to learn a lot from my wife. I had to <laughs> learn a lot from my that. wife. She, she kind of helped me before I got married. I was, my clothes weren't matching. She's like, no, we got to fix that. So, I mean, she really helped me to get that eye. And I'm still learning. So I have to agree with you, Sean. It's, <laughs> they really excel in that area. <laughs> so, so then advice for everyone is if you're going to shoot a group, just bring Samantha. There you go. Is there that, you is go. That it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got some do's. Is there like some absolute don'ts that we don't want to do when it comes to what they're going to wear? Um, personally, I I try to give advice and suggestions, but I always add this one caveat of I do not want you to not be yourself. Okay. So, after I go through what looks best in camera, what photographs the best, you know, I, what, and, and what happened once is that I went through and told somebody in, you know, what kind of looks best in a neutral colors, try to avoid crazy patterns, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the woman that I was talking to, I had this realization, she was this really wild, kooky lady who liked really bright colors and polka dots. And, you know, I didn't want to squash that in her just to get a nice photo and so after I kind of, as I'm saying these things to her, I'm realizing, wow, this, she's probably thinking, God, this is going to be awful. So when I was through, um, I said, now take what I just said and throw half of it out the window because I want you to be comfortable. So where are you? And then just think about some of those things I said and put it in the back of your head. I don't think there's, uh, of course, there are some things you should not wear, <laughs> but in the same breath. I always want my clients to feel comfortable because if they're not, it doesn't matter what they're wearing if they're not comfortable and happy with what they have on. Yeah, I think that's well said. Yeah, now yeah, um, I'm you always, guys both. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead, Steve. Oh, I, I was saying, yeah, you want you want people to be themselves. There's a reason why they taken their maybe that clothes that you're gonna wear has a history. Maybe it was passed on from a family member, a grandmother, or, or somebody. So. Um, you, know, you, you don't want to be very strict like you strict you know you have to stick to this particular um way of dressing um so you have to give them some sort of leeway and and also i have always tried to keep it simple you know as they as they always say kiss keep it simple because again these are photos that you know you're going to show to family members you're going to print them they're going to be on your walls and clothes can't go out of style. You could lose, you know, the trend can't go out. So you want to keep the, the, the simpler you keep the clothes, the, the, the more uh, timeless your photos become. So it's, it's better to, to keep that in mind. Um, so I always tell them, you know, keep it as simple as possible. You don't want the clothes to be very busy, um, you know, and that can distract from the image. You want to 
keep it very simple. So, um, yeah. And I, sometimes I always also tell them, hey, can you send me a photo, you know, if they can, you know, so I can see. And I've seen some clients that have done that. They will actually send me a photo. What do you think about this close selection? And then we talk about it and, and that helps. Okay. Can I just talk about quickly one other thing that I do before we even get to the session? Please do. Yeah. Um, questionnaires. Okay. Stephen, do you do these or no? Yes, I do. I do. I do some questionnaires. Not all the time, but I do. I've used them. Yeah. So, so I send a questionnaire to every person that books a shoot with me. I have one for uh, pretty much every, almost every shoot uh, style shoot that I do. And uh, I thought I would just share a couple of the questions I I ask on this questionnaire for the family shoot. Some things that maybe you wouldn't even think of. Um, and and uh, something that's not on my questionnaire, but I think is also an important question to ask if you feel comfortable asking this question, um, is what kind of relationship does the family have with one another? And you can find different ways of asking this question depending on your relationship with your client. But the reason is, is that if you know that if it's like an extended family portrait, or even if it's not, say you have a brother and sister that cannot stand each other, or you have a, a brother coming into town that doesn't speak to somebody else in the family, if you're doing your posing and your placement, you do not want to put those two people next to each other or they're going to look angry and miserable. <laughs> so uh, that is something I try to figure out. And sometimes I don't figure that out until the day of the shoot, but I always do try to find out if there's anything that I should know about the family dynamic. That's usually how I say it. Is there anything I need to know about your family's dynamic? And if they say, oh, no, everyone's cool, or you know, sometimes they'll joke and say, well, we're all crazy. I mean that's fine too. Um, but that's a question I think that's important. The other question I always ask is, are you incorporating a pet? And I cannot tell you how many times people would show up to a shoot and I didn't know. And all of a sudden Brutus was bouncing outside the door out of the car, you know, some, you know, big Doberman or something. And I'm like, oh, we have a dog. And I don't know if it's friendly or not friendly. Can I touch the dog? I mean, I don't know. So if they answer, are you incorporating a pet? And they say, yes. My next question is, uh, please tell me more about your pet. Is, you know, his breed, his temperament, except, you know, et cetera. Um, other questions I have on my questionnaire are asking them if they want to see samples of pricing of, of wall collages or wall art. Uh, other questions are uh, other must-have photos that I should be mindful of during the session. Uh, do they prefer color or black and white? Um is there one wall I need to be focusing on as far as orientation of the of the portrait? And what color is the wall? Because if we have our if we are shooting for a beige wall, and that's important to know, maybe that might change what what kind of backdrop I I, I use. Um, the some other things are: is it okay for me to bribe your kid? That's on my questionnaire because I want to know. I have a bribe box. Literally, it's a box full of candy and treats. And when I get there, if I need to, I want to be able to say, hey, if you're good, you can pick something out of the box. But I don't want to do that without the parent's permission. And I do ask that up front. Um, the other thing that's uh, the, one of the last questions, there's a few more, but these are just the important ones. But the other last one that I say is, if you're on Facebook, can I tag you? Um, and that one's important, too, because, of course, as you know, social media, we get a lot of business that way. So I want to know if I can uh, tag them. 
and I always tell them how long the session, uh, how long before images are ready. And if they require rush services, they have to check a box and then they pay extra. So that eliminates people constantly emailing me going, are my pictures done? Are my pictures ready? Are my pictures ready? Are my pictures ready? And then if they, you know, if, if I do get that email, I remind them, oh, hey, you said you didn't require rush services. If you do, it's this much. And they can't say I didn't tell them because they signed it on the questionnaire. <laughs> That is a excellent pro tip. Now, when when we started this, I told you guys that I was going to be learning some things, right? And I just learned a lot right there with that questionnaire. I mean, Same I here. in the past, I know I've um, I I have uh, given questionnaires in the past, but I know it hasn't been that extensive. Uh, so I think that's that's really that's really good. Um, for the most part, I was just looking to see like what ages their kids are, what type of shoot that they wanted to have. That's on and, there too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's on there you too. Know, so like, that's 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 really good. I mean, I especially like that um, that last question that you were just talking about. Like, do they need rush service? I I, I do think that's very important because you're right, um, and I think uh, this is kind of true in business in general, right? I mean. Um, people always say, oh, you know, I mean, at least in, in my day job, I, I get this a lot where there's no rush, but then a day later, where's the product? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, of course, true in photography. So it's good that you um, had that up. And I used to get that all the time. And now I never get it. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. No, and, and I, I like this uh, this theme. And actually, I, I think, um, Sam, you uh, took like a excellent turn, you know, to go into the questionnaire because I was I remember you mentioned that at the outset and I was very um, curious about what was on that. And I like to continue with the theme of um, sort of like we're talking to the client and we're trying to get them ready for that day. So I know we talked about the clothes and I know now your questionnaire um, just covered um, a lot of anything else that might be extra that we're wondering about them and, and to prepare them for that. What other things are we kind of focused on, you know, uh, Sam and Steve? Like, what are the things are you thinking about, you know, when it comes to the client? What are you going to talk to them or say to them? I have some thoughts, but I think I, I talked enough. So I think we should let Steve answer this sure, one. Sure, sure. I wish I could. And I wish I could say more on this one. Sorry, but, uh, I, you know, I'm looking at you guys. So oh, no, that's all right. <laughs> well, I just don't want to over talk the crowd here because I, I know that Steven has some valuable in, insight well, here too. Well, I'm, I, um, I'm, I just I'm do so much too, of this. You know, so. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I like I said, I, I try to get. I, I use the questionnaires too, and some I really love your questions. They, those are, I I've become more of doing them on a verbal platform now, but I have to go back to the questionnaire. I usually I do more of the questionnaire if it's somebody who is not close by, um, somebody you know that lives. I have to do some traveling. I end up sending them questionnaires. Um, but uh, I like to talk to them and like you brought up a very important point about the relationship. I like to get the relationship because one of the things you don't want to do is when you're posing somebody, it's, you also want to pose families that are related to each other. You know, it's, um, are you posing a, a son with his wife? You don't want to obviously put the son and the sister and then the wife, uh, you know, or the in-law on the other side. So you want to group them. So it's always good to get. Uh, that relationship so that's why i i like to take the time to get to know the family and find out what, what who is related to what um and very important especially if they are kids uh you know we our photo our, our photographs speaks a lot about our work so especially posting kids on social media it's, it's important you get permission and that you know from the parents so it, um, that i like to do in writing and have them given that permission if I can post a few of them or feature them on my website. Um, but I also like to always give them the freedom, even though they, they sign 
a waiver saying, hey, you can do that. I always tell them, you're almost you're always welcome to. You know, if you change your mind in the future, you don't want it, maybe, you know, they get divorced or they're no longer together. You want me to take it off? I'd be more than happy to do so. So I, 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 I give that leeway. Um, so, yeah, those are the... Stephen, do you do contracts? Yes, I do do contracts. I do have contracts. Um, and um, I'm one of the best... Um, I got I got one of them from... Um, that was uh, Improved Photography. He has um, uh, a good... you know, And he's a lawyer, so he has a good set of um, contracts for all kinds of photo shoots. I think, Sean, you also have the same thing. Um, so we... Um, I use yeah, that, I and it's, it's, it's... I mean, you could tailor it. You could change it a little bit. And I use that for my shoots so that they can they can sign up. I think it's very important. You you have the you have contracts. So um, this this is uh, something that I can weigh in on. You know, um, you guys were talking about scouting out um, different locations. I know for me, when I'm looking at different locations, like the beach is always lovely, but of course there's the wind. If you're going to go to a park, I kind of like uh, looking for places that can have some sort of interesting features in the background, even if I'm planning on trying to blow them out. Um, but when you have bigger groups, are there certain things that you guys are thinking about? Uh, I know Sam, you mentioned that when you had your group of 13, you had to think about an area that was going to hold that group uh, very well. Um, or Steve to you as well. I mean, what sort of things are you thinking about when you're thinking of location for a group? I think it depends on the size of the group. Um, <clears throat> for very large groups, you have to think about putting people in tiers. You can't just, or well, you shouldn't, just make 13 people stand side by side. Um, that's will come across as very amateurish and unprofessional. And I think if you want to take your photography up to the next level, you need to study posing for large groups and understand that uh, you need to sort of add a little dynamic to that and uh, do things in tiers so that it's interesting to the eye. Um, so I actually have an SUV, and in my SUV I have a bench that actually uh, collapses, and I have a stool also, so that if I am in a situation where we're going someplace where I cannot uh, utilize, a, a, you know, a, a like at that other shoot I used a bench that was already there, but if that doesn't exist, I have one, and I also have a blanket to put down on the ground so that I can do one layer of one tier on the ground, one tier on the bench, one tier standing. Um, I, or if I need to bring in, you know, use my stool, I can do that too. So if it's smaller groups, you not, you can get away with not necessarily doing that. But I think when you go to get to big groups, you have to be able to tier people out. Otherwise it's going to look unprofessional. Oh, it really did. Uh, actually it led me in my mind down a different path. Cause I was thinking, uh, wow, it's kind of a good time to talk about some of these um, little-known uh, tools that we might keep with us uh, for occasions like this. I didn't even think about that. I think that's a good idea to keep a bench with you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. A really great idea. Sam, you got to stop giving these tips, man. I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, when it comes to posing. If you guys Sam. saw my if, if you guys saw my Instagram story the other day, I actually posted. Uh, video from my, oh, what was in the back of right. my car, and I got so many messages about it. Okay, like, yes, yeah, so I saw that because you were um, asking. You asked the question: uh, Was it gas or not? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't think it was. Yeah. I said, you know what? I just this lady is just prepared. She's prepared for whatever. You know, who knows? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, when it comes to posing, you know, Sam is the queen. I mean, she. I always tell. I mean, I learned so much from from posing, and and one thing about posing with uh, there is a, a trap when it comes to posing. You can get caught up in the same pose over because you know you're gonna be doing sessions, and if you're not careful, you get comfortable and you keep doing the same thing over and over and then it becomes boring it becomes there's no creativity so uh you also want to you know get out of i mean break break out of the rule so normally i always tell the families hey we're gonna do a couple of things we're gonna do the formal shoot we're gonna do it the formal way um, and then we're gonna do uh, a more casual one and that allows the family to be free um, and you can sometimes you're able to get some of the best photos because they are it's more candid it's you know it's, it's not like just standing side to side and you know yeah. you know like those old photos exactly you know like those old thing. photos where everybody's standing like you know so just <laughs> you don't want that you want them to be free you let them do have the kids run around the parents have them play a game let them be themselves and that you know it just adds so much dynamic to the photo and uh, it just makes it very timeless but Steven, what if the theme of the photo is a Western theme? You can stand them side by side, right? Well, <laughs> well they can do a cowboy, a cowboy. <laughs> if someone came to me and said they wanted to do a Western theme, first of all, I would probably do it for free because that sounds awesome. And secondly, um, where are these people that want a Western yeah, that, that, that does me, sound. Man. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean well, you know, when you some opportunities like that, right? So, yay. <laughs> Yeah, I just kept picturing this in my mind when you guys kept saying, don't stand them side by side. And I just kept thinking about all those old Western photos that you see. That's exactly how they stand. They have those serious faces. Yeah, yeah you know, you know. Um, when, when I'm going to take a photo, right, family session, I have one saved on my chair. Um, phone. So I pull that out. Or when I meet them first, I pull that out and I, I show them a picture of a Western photo. And I tell them, this is not what we're going to do. Please take that out of your mind. We're not going to be doing that. I want you to be free and and i always i always always tell them because some of them will depend so much on you to tell them every single thing and i always try to tell them i'll, I'll guide you but i also want you to be candid i don't want you to because when you have to tell them every single thing they do it becomes very robotic it doesn't look natural so i tell them i want you to also be free i think there's a fine line between that i do a little of both because i find that people at least in my experience, um, I think if you let them get too free, sometimes it's hard to reel them back in to get good shots yeah. because they don't know what looks good in camera. I don't know. I do. I do let them, you know, be a little silly and like be. But I'll either go full candid after the shoot and get stuff. But it's hard for me. To, and, and maybe you're probably maybe you're better at this than I am, Stephen. But I have trouble. Uh, you know, letting them be too free and then trying to reel it back in because I, I, yeah, I, I, I have think an opinion that, that actually, they're done at that point. Oh, go ahead, Sean. Uh, yeah, I have an opinion on that, which is that um, I, I, maybe I fall somewhere in between the both of you because I, I do kind of understand what Sam is talking about and what Steve is talking about because overall, and I think maybe it just comes from me not being a posing master. Um, overall, I do like people um, being very natural. Uh, there's a photographer that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I f wish I knew his name. I forgot his name now. Um, but he he um, has these photos that they're so unposed. 
right? And um, he, I was listening to him in an interview, and he was talking about that one time about how he doesn't like, you know, uh, posing as subjects. And so, like, I try to do that, but what happens is in a family setting, um, what has happened to me is that then the, your client, maybe one of your clients that's in that family, um, will start to think, well, maybe the photographer does not want to um, take charge and how we should be standing and where we should be posing. And then that family member will start to try and take over the shoot. And then you have to. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll have to. Um, oh, that's and when I've done it where, you know, I will now have to softly reel them back in to, OK, now. These are there are shots that you said you wanted, and there's shots that I think that we need to get. So you know, let's let's get back in and, and get into like you know these certain um poses. <laughs> that would cause me so much anxiety just but, letting them free for all, <laughs> because I. I, the way that I'm priced is I don't get paid until they see the images and they pick what they want because I do something called uh, IPS, which is in-person sales. So they pay a session fee up front, but then, you know, I only make money if they love the pictures. So I, I'm, I would yeah, be well, scared you know, like, <laughs> to <right>. do that. <laughs> maybe it's just I'm a control well, we'll freak. I don't before. know. I think maybe I'm just a control uh, freak. <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think you're a perfectionist. Yeah, that I'm a control freak. We know. No, no, no. You're now, now, now the listeners are starting to figure it out. But, but, oh. but, but, but usually what I do is, what I do is I like to save that part, like the natural part. That's why I break it into two, two, two categories. I, and, I, and, I, and I'm upfront with them. I tell them we're going to do a formal one and then we're going to do a, you know, a casual or an informal one. And I usually save that. So exactly. do you do all your formal yeah, stuff first, I was and so you don't have to go first. backwards? And then that way, you know, when I get to Got the it. informal one, you know, and that family tries to take over, at least I've gotten what I want. <laughs> and then, you know, in the beginning, I try to direct them, and then I, I later let, you know, let them be free. And I, I learned that a lot from uh, this photographer, Renaud, um, Anne Libowitz, if you don't, I don't know if you've heard of her. And she... she um, yeah, of course. Yeah, she... And she she's like that. She... It's like, I'm not coming to tell you what to do. You know, and she tries to capture people in their natural state. And I learned a lot from, from <laughs> studying how she, she did a photography. And she has some of, some of the best photos out there where people are in their natural state. So I, I, I try to save that for the last and get them to, um, you know, be who they are. And most of the time you get some amazing shots where, I mean, most of the, for my, yeah, you should try that. that. Just experiment with that, especially if you have, you know, if you're not doing it for free, just... I used to be I used to be more like that uh, and then this is the problem with studying and learning too much is that you I well I think what Sean said was kind of true not that it makes you robotic but you know I think at some point clients see what's in your portfolio and they want that and now at at a certain point people come to you if, because of what you have in your portfolio. So that's what I, I show mostly posed stuff now. So that's what I feel like I have to give. So I work on making sure that I'm giving them like 20, you know, 20 shots. I usually only do 20 to 30 images, but I try to do mostly that. But I, I should just cap it at like, 50, you know, 15 and then do more. I do, I do do some candid stuff, but it's not as free. I mean, I'm not like over the top, you know, but at least I get them to... Uh, you know, do do some activities. You know, just just having them be in their natural state, um, and I just 
Well, for what example, kind of activities? If, like, a, like when you say activities, before you even said you said like a game. Yeah, like, for example, you, you know, I, I, for example, if I have, uh, if they have kids, especially if they have multiple kids, I tell them, you know, I, I, I'll challenge them, you know, and I, I and it, you know, they have permission for me to bribe them. Yes, I'll give them something. You know, I, I'll give you a dollar. Um, you know, I want you to see. Uh, I know. I, no, no, no. It's, not really, it's just it's just a kid to get a kid. Oh, you're can bribing be, you know, him. I got it. Okay. I'm bribing. I'll tell them, hey, you know, who can... Usually <laughs> a lollipop works pretty good. Oh, no, no. I don't necessarily give them a dollar, but I'm just giving, you know, something something very little. But, you know, I always tell the, I always tell the, ch- the children, you know, who, who can jump really high? Right? Who, 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 can, who can jump really high? Who can run faster? You know, you, you have to give them, you know, uh, have them play games. I bring I bring bubbles and yes, stuff sometimes. Yeah, that, 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 yeah bubbles. I've done that too with um, especially girls. Uh, girls love the bubbles a lot. Um, but I I challenge the the little ones uh, to get, to get them to do something and and that helps. To, or maybe they could play a game with their with their with their parents or you know um, count one to ten. You know, open wanna, Go ahead. I know. I just want to say like I wanted to ask you guys a question that I was thinking. Um, like since we, you know, we're talking about like kids, parents, brothers, sisters, dogs, even, and everything but the kitchen sink and Sam's trunk. Um, like when you guys, when you guys do get together <laughs> on these family shoots, is there a preference between, um, like maybe having the husband stand, the wife sit, or you know, if you have a mixed group of brothers and sisters, uh, both boys and girls, like is, is there a preference between how like the sexes should be standing, sitting, or or um, who's in front or behind? I, I okay. do have one rule. I do have one rule, and the rule, I have a few, but one to keep in mind is you, and I don't know if this is, I don't know, we are in 2018, and if this comes across as sexist, I apologize, but I'd never try to make the woman taller than the man, unless she is naturally. If she's naturally taller, it doesn't matter, but um, I never usually try and position the woman in a way that will make her uh, appear larger than her husband or boyfriend. And so I wouldn't sit the man and keep the woman uh, standing. I would flip flop that um, because men like to be perceived as strong and, you know, masculine and and, you know, like the caretaker. And, I you know, I'd like to have them embracing the family. And if they're in a position of where they're being positioned very small or you know in front of everybody that he does not it doesn't represent what his traditional role is as like you know man of the house which again i I don't want that at all in any way to come across as sexist other families Mm -hmm. it may not matter but in most i find uh that that is the preference and men feel most comfortable in that position so of course that's not going to be for everyone, but I find that the majority do prefer to be in that role. But um, so again, I would not. Um, and that sometimes you're in a situation on the ground where like maybe there's a, a divot in the ground. And so she gotcha. appears a few inches taller. I would move that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would I would fix that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For me. That's my only rule that I try and stick to. Other than keeping siblings together and parents together. And I always, if it's a big group, I want to, I always say, when it's like like a big group of like 15 people, I always say, you know, everyone please group with your, with your, you know, your closest family so that I could see visually who belongs to who. And I'll make a joke. I'm like, go to people you belong to, you know, so that I (laughs) can see. That would be rough. Like, I need to visually 
I need to visually see this because I otherwise I don't know how to pose you. And I let, always do try to keep the family units together. So if there's three different family units there, I want those all those family okay. units together. So it might not look most cohesive as far as like putting the tallest to the shortest or whatever. But uh, it makes sense to them when they see it because... Those I see what you're saying. At first, families. when you said um, go to the closest ones, or I was thinking like relationship, like those who you're closest with. And I thought, Sam, if you said that when if you were shooting my family, then you would cause some drama because <laughs> <laughs> between <laughs> between my kids, you no, know, no, sometimes no. like you know, my son Blake will say, "Oh, he prefers his uh, one of his other sisters over you know over the other." I'm like, "Oh no!" no. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> But if you have like siblings and they have kids and a husband and whatever, then or you know, I just want everyone's own little family groups to 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 come together so that I can see who belongs okay. to who. So Steve, so Sam isn't um, stealing the show here and and just oh. talking, right? Uh, no, I'm talking. I'm, I'm enjoying. <laughs> no, I, I'm enjoying. I, actually, no, I just like wanted to ask you a specific question. Um, if, mm-hmm. Well, unless you have something else you wanted to say. Oh no! no like I was saying last, like like I was question. I was saying I like to uh, when to me I like to look at it from a viewer's point. If a viewer should look at a family portrait, they should be able to tell, hey, these are the grandparents. This is you know they are married to they, each other. You know, so I like to put you know group them like that. So that way you know, and I don't like uh, maybe you know, um, siblings looking like couples. You know, I like to be able, people should be able to tell them apart. So that's that's one of the rules, and also when they have little kids, I always want to make sure they are not the kids are not low. You know, I don't want I don't want, I don't want that child looking like you know they are um, they cannot be noticed. You know, they they are they are insignificant. They, the child has to also show in the photo. So I always you know especially if it's a little one, I always try them to get to their level, lie down, or you know have the parents hold the child. Um, so that way the child is also. In the you know in the photo because sometimes you know you have your parents hold them they hold them that's and the so child is true. standing and you have all these tall adults around this little child you know so it, it just doesn't make it flattering the kid can uh yeah, yeah the child really, can end really up looking like some sort of accessory just in the background or something that, like that exactly. uh, so that, yeah that's a very good point um i was thinking like so because even steve the reason why i was about to um put this question specifically to you because you were talking about how um you have uh some segments of the shoot that are a little bit more free mm-hmm. and it sounded like it sounded like that you were um so during some of these segments you're uh zeroing more so in the kids because you know you're talking about giving them certain challenges and so i can see like how do you try and keep the parents even still in a shot when it comes to those segments Yes, yes, I like to do that. I like to keep them in the shots. Um, like I said, I, an example is having the kid run around the, the parent. Hey, just run, especially, you know, if they are. Okay. Yeah, just 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 run around or, or chase them. Chase them and, and run. Or let's do a race. Let's see who can who can win. Um, and those things really work. And I've, uh, when I post photos like that, I notice people, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm paying attention to the reaction of my viewers. And, and a lot of them love it. I've seen people come and approach me. We love that candid shot. You know, um, of people being themselves, so I like them to play a game. I have a whole list of stuff that they can do, and then um, they they go about doing that. And or if it's a little girl who's you know kind of shy, I'll get the parents to hold her, you know, come closer, hold her, and how about let's let's count one to ten, and you see them counting with their finger, and the little girl's looking at their daddy's finger, and they are counting, and and I'm capturing oh, nice. those moments, and it just makes it kind of all. I tell them, you know, why don't you tickle her? 
That's a cute one. Yeah, I like the counting when you see one. The, you That's know, cute. The, the dad is counting with the, uh, the mom and they're all looking at the, uh, the, the, the girl's finger and they're counting. And it, it creates this nice kind of moment. Or have them do a little, you know, tickle, you know. You know or sometimes I'll tell them, okay. you know, um, I'll tell a joke like, hey, um, you know, excuse me, like, um, <laughs> like uh, uh, make a make a uh, poopy face, you know, <laughs> you know, you know the, the, the little funny things. <laughs> hey, listen, we've all used fart jokes before, you know. That I'm makes still a mature laugh. and find them very funny. And then they start laughing, or you know, I'm like, hey, I saw this, you know, this this guy, there was this boy who was staring at you, and he, I think he likes you, and you know, they they, they make that face. You know, or sometimes, you know, if the, the child doesn't want to smile, you tell them, try not to smile. And, you know, they're going to, you know, children, you tell them to do something, they're going to do it. Yeah. And they, oh, they do, I use they, that a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't smile. Don't and you smile. So, <laughs> and, and I was thinking, like, with, with these activities, it sounds like it's really good that, you know, you keep them together and still have them, uh, you know, interacting with the parents. Because um, I was thinking, like, is it appropriate um, during these family sessions to then, um, split them off I mean is this ever a good time for like any solo shots or have when you come out for a family session someone has asked you can we split off into different groups I mean how do you guys view that I always okay. do different always I always break it into as many mm. configurations as I can squeeze in okay. in that amount of time yeah I, I like to do that I like to get the parents especially the parents I like to get them because um, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a different stage they want to capture especially if they have, you know, have kids they want to capture that stage of their kids growing up i also think it's also important to capture the you know the, the the parents together at that stage too you know so at least they can relate to it so sometimes i might pull them a little bit and say hey let, let me get the two of you and then you, know, you could do siblings together you could do parents separately and you know you could go out you know with that with that pattern can i add one little piece to that um, another configuration that I don't think a lot of people think to do, but I think it's important, uh, is, and I'll explain why, is I think that it's important to do each child, if there's multiple children, with the parents Ooh. individually. So, and the reason that I, I always do this is as someone who has, uh, both of my parents are deceased, and I think a lot of times families are not thinking about down the road where someday if something should happen to mom or dad, they have, you know, when they're siblings, they're probably always in pictures all together. So I think it's nice to be able to give them a photo of just each child with their parents so that they can look back on that. And it's just, the, you know, a special moment they had with, with their parents alone, you know, and, and not having to share the spotlight with a sibling. God forbid something should ever happen. It's a really nice thing to be able to look back at and have. I, it's kind of morbid to think about, but it's it happens. And um, I think it's something that if you can give them, and they don't need to know why you're doing it, but I think it's a, that's a, that's a really that's good I think that's very important. Yeah, that's very important. Uh, there was a there was a, another um, photographer that I heard one time. He was talking about it about the importance of photography and you know how when you are taking images of a family member you know you're preserving that moment in time you know and it, it's so important because um i know for myself I, i'm the youngest in my family and it was hard for me to find images of uh just me just me with my mom just me with my dad you know it was, it was very hard to find as a matter of fact one of the and you know it's okay if, if my brother was in a shot but there's something when you see yourself as a kid and it's just you and your mom or there's a picture 
where and so that's why i'm not insulting my brother but it was me my brother and my grandmother in this picture i still love that picture but as you were talking i was thinking of how special that would be if it was just a picture of grandma and my brother or grandma and me that that really makes the picture a lot more sentimental yeah and they may not understand it at the time or or even care <laughs> but if you if that photo is if they have that photo yeah you're right you're I right because i mean i've seen people have come back to me and um you know somebody in the family died or, or, or passed away and and they wanted that photo and unfortunately they didn't have it with just them so you see them trying to crop crop it out you know i'll send them the photo usually certain things i do it for free i just send it to them and they'll try and crop it out and that doesn't look good um you know for the obituary or the program and so it's it's important that like you said sam i mean that's a great advice separate them and have them each individually with their parents Okay, now this is something that I know I for sure don't have experience with yet, but something that I always imagine I like to do for a family one day. I, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but um, there's a photographer that I've used in the past, and she does. She works with a lot of families where she comes into the home with them and photographs them in various locations in the home, in the living room, in the bedroom. Lifestyle. Oh, lifestyle. Yep. A lifestyle. Yep. Sure, uh, sure. I, have you guys, do you guys have a lot of exposure to that, or is there anything that you think about when it comes to going in a family's home and, and capturing them? Hmm. I haven't tried that yet, though. That I mean, I try it with my family. Um, <laughs> I try it with my own family, but I haven't. I mean, typically, I mean, most, most of my family that come to me they are mostly um they want me to find a location and, and go out and, and shoot but i haven't you know that's that's something i, I would love to try because i do it with my family and i've gotten some amazing shots um and uh, sometimes um one of the things i do with my family is i try to um you know i might certain 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 times of the you know or certain dates on the calendar uh, where i want to capture you know and take photos of them um, so, you know, cause they are, you know, by that time they'll be at different stages of their life. And so I have that set so that way I can capture that candid moment. But that's one area I would like to try. I haven't tried that yet with some, somebody else. So I have done a little bit of this, not extensively, but I've done a few and they're really fun to do. I would say, um, to be truly lifestyle, most of it is going to be natural light. So you're not really interfering with what's happening around you and it's truly lifestyle. So having a camera that has uh, good uh, low light capabilities is usually recommended. Uh, and also going during the day. So you're getting, uh, you know, window light. Um, I also, uh, so I, at the holiday time, I did a, uh, a, like I guess it was a promotion where I was offering um, uh, Christmas cookie shoots. So basically, the parents or mom and kids or dad and kids would would do a a cookie, uh, Christmas cookies or holiday cookies in the kitchen, and I was documenting that as they were cooking. So you know, uh -huh. flour on the nose and decorating the cookies. <laughs> it was really cute, and I did all those. They were all in black and white, uh, and then I did some in color too. But but. They requested it in black and white, and they came out really great. Uh, and then I had another one that was um, – I don't do newborn photography. I think I talked about on, that on the last episode possibly. But uh, I had someone who had a new baby, and they just wanted lifestyle photos, whether it was just snuggling in the bed or, you know, playing on the floor uh, or 
you know, um, nursing, all of these things. They just wanted kind of fly on the wall um, captures. So I, I did that for them. I've done it a few times. I wish I did more of it because it's really, really a lot of fun. You can get very creative and, um, but, you know, not everyone knows it's available or, or wants that or so it's I think you really have to just dive in and specialize in it so that people know that you're the person I think that's who does be that. A personal challenge for myself to dive into that more. Like I said, I've never done it, but um, the style I I love that sort of style of photography. Whenever I look at it, and um, I think I I love the idea of just being the fly on the wall, just kind of seeing the the family's activities just naturally flow out in front of you. Um, for for my there's oh, yeah. so many cool things you can do. You can do a bed. You can do a bedtime one, cooking dinner one, a breakfast one. You know, getting That's ready true. for school one. Well, you know, Samantha, you mentioned it. Um, you you were talking about having a sort of camera that can um, pick up this low light, right? So to me, I'm taking that as an excellent segment <laughs> uh, or or transition into uh, talking <laughs> about you know the gear. Um, I for this one. Do we have time to talk about the gear? We have, for this we have a little bit of time. Um, so, because it's not okay. going to, this is not going to be an extensive uh, um, foray into, you know, what we're bringing. But, you know, just any like little tips to think about when it comes to uh, camera settings, aperture, and you know, making sure everyone stays in focus. And you mentioned lighting, so, um, you know, Stephen as well. You know, what lighting are you, are you bringing and that sort of thing? I, I, okay. Well, <laughs> Stephen, take it away. Right, I'm taking that away. So, it, so um, if it's. Um, <laughs> Usually, if I'm going on on location, um, I, I like to have my, you know, I like to have at least um, a strobe with me. I like to bring my my Godox. If it's a large group, I like to bring the 600, uh, which has a lot more power. Um, I like to try with natural light first. Um, it, it, it's more appealing. Uh, but when, because sometimes you just never know what's going to happen. It might be a cloudy day, and you may need that little bit of light to help. Um, the sun might be too much. You know, for some reason that day the sun is just too much, and you might have to get into the shade. And sometimes natural natural light helps, but you do need that little bit of, um, you know, artificial light to 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 you know, give it a little kick to the photo. So I have that I have that with me. I try to usually get if I have the family doing like a lot of activities, especially the kids. Um, I try to have my shutter speed a, a little bit more faster, so that way I can freeze the motion. Sometimes I may slow it down to just show that they were they were running to show a little bit of blur in the photo, uh, to show that you know there was activity going on. But I like to freeze them up most of the time. Um, so um, I mean that's that's I mean I, I do have my modifiers too with me, and I try I I tried I in the past I try to be like a one man show, but I I'm it's very tough. So I try to get an assistant. Uh, sometimes. Um, uh, maybe a young person or somebody who is very enthusiastic about photography and get them on the, you know, come along with me, hold the light for me, maybe a, a reflector, that kind of thing. And I also try to bring, um, it's not just gear, you know, like Samantha was saying, sometimes I try to bring like a, a mat or something that the, you know, the family can sit on because you just never know. You just have to be prepared. And I'm a father, so, you know, we both are parents, so. They have children. I, I try to bring certain things, you know, snacks and little things that maybe the parents might forget to bring. So that way, you know, the child will not be um, feisty or, you know, 
upset and they can calm down a little bit so we can take the photo. What about camera settings for the, for the group sizes? I, I, I guess for this last one, what I was kind of keeping in thinking about, at least I, I can uh, come in here on that. I was thinking, at least for myself, now I shoot with a, um, a CMOS sensor, a crop sensor. And uh, if I'm shooting a group, I, I'm trying to stay somewhere um, from the five to, um, let's say like seven or eight. I can't think about the points for that. But as far as the aperture, uh, just to make sure that you know, as I'm posing them, that um, they're everyone is is stay, staying sharp uh, and not going going out of focus. And then um, I'm trying to like pose them to not if if I'm having like three people side by side, I'm trying to keep them sort of in that same plane. Um, but that's just sort of like some of the things I was thinking about when it comes to the technical aspect. Okay, so this was uh, episode seven, where we were talking about the deconstruction of a family photo session. Uh, Stephen, uh, Sam, thank you so much. As I said, I learned a lot on this show, and I really appreciate all the tips that you guys had. Um, uh, before we wrap this up and, uh, and close out this session, how about you uh, remind everyone where you can be found online? You can find me on Instagram, CT underscore photographer. SamanthaAnnette.com is my website, and Facebook, I am under Samantha Annette Photography. And Steve? And for me, you can find me at Captured by Steven underscore photography on Instagram, Captured by Steven photography on uh, Facebook, and Captured by Steven.com. And again, I am Sean Hall, and you can find me at on Instagram at Team Hall Photo, and my website is TeamHallPhoto.com. Uh, please uh, join us again for next episode eight, and thank you again for listening to this episode. See you soon. Thank you.